Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Read with Michelle Martin on Your Money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Hey, happy Valentine's Day. Today we're all going to go on 16 Tinder dates. Yes, I've got the author behind a new revealing book on adventures on Tinder, the app that has tens of millions of users all around the world, the app that changed the way relationships start. Who knew that swipe right? would be the gesture associated with courting. The book is titled 16 Swipes, No Breakfast. Author Mark Powell joins us live now. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Happy Valentine's to everybody. (laughs) Mark, you say that people often surf Tinder when they're out on a date. Sounds awful. Is this what you've observed? And that's related to your first tip in this book. They do indeed, yeah. I've been in many a restaurant or bar and being an inquisitive person... I sort of take a peek over their shoulder and you, you often see a couple sitting there opposite each other uh, on their phones and one or both are actually swiping right. No! <laughs> <laughs> That's awful! Yeah. And has this happened to you on a date as well? Have you noticed this at all? Unfortunately, it has. So obviously I was less than impressive on that particular night. But yeah, one particular date, I sort of got up to, to go to the washroom and noticed he was busy twice. I think. Um, Not on me, I add. (laughs) (laughs) Now, listen, I love the book. 16 Swipes, No Breakfast. A lot of your dates seem so brutal. One wonders if they're made up. For example, you spot your date flirting with someone in a little place right across where you're supposed to meet her. And she is late, apparently, because she is on a date with someone else. It looks like it. So I want to ask, is anything in this book made up? No, actually. I mean, the beauty of the book, and I think it was necessary to be completely honest. So other than obviously names of people being changed to protect them, absolutely true. That particular date, I was sat there, the screening room in Singapore, and for those that know it, you can sit by the balcony and look down onto Club Street. Yep. And there she was you know, with another guy, and I was texting her, and I could literally see her phone glowing as I was trying to call her to say where she was. Um, So, (laughs) all true. (gasps) All true, but you wait for her, right? That's very nice of you. Yeah. I did, because my own ethics, if you like, I'm always early, so I always turn up early. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to, I don't like lateness, personally. Mm -hmm. And if someone's going to be late, or if I'm late, then I'll drop them a message and say, look, traffic is heavy, it's raining, late leaving the office, whichever. But I think it's just courteous to uh, let somebody know you're running late rather than you not knowing what's happening. I get that, I get that. You write in this book, it would be fair to say I had gone on these dates with too high an expectation. Don't set expectations at all. Now, do you mean don't set expectations on Tinder or has being on Tinder changed your expectations when it comes to dating as a whole, Mark? It's fair to say it has changed my outlook on dating and, and Tinder, look, for, for many people it's successful, mm. but I think not just Tinder, but many other dating sites online mm. have become populated with scammers, frauds, people that are less than genuine and you know unfortunately it's a numbers game so one in five people that you meet will be genuine if, if they ever show up at all so you have to 
acquire this skill of intuition and common sense and prepare yourself that not everybody you meet is going to be transparent, honest or, or reasonable. To me, you know, I'm a very positive person. So I showered, I look presentable, I put on decent cologne. Like a normal person would, right? Like, like a, yeah, like a normal person, right? <laughs> and then you turn up and then you go through this, this horror story, right? So it's, it, it's kind of, you know, it lets you down and you begin to think, you know, what's wrong with me? You know? Oh, that's dangerous, yeah. Listen, what did the women that you met on Tinder, you know, the 16 dates in particular, what did they yeah. strike you as wanting out of their dates? Well, you know, that's a very good question. I, I think some were going through the motion. So they'd arranged to meet but probably changed their mind and were less interested or met somebody else. Some were serial daters. So, you know, they would meet people literally every other evening. Some were genuinely looking to meet somebody to hang out with, but very high expectations. And then physically or, you know, from a personality that just wasn't the chemistry, which is important. I think, you know, within seconds of meeting somebody, mm. whether you like them, our brains tend to go through this rapid cycle of I like how she looks. I like how she smells. I like, you know, how she 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 speaks. And you form an opinion pretty quickly. For me, at least, I know within about five or ten seconds whether I can for more than one drink. Right, right. And I don't know, I wonder if there is something about the platform itself that, you know, people come to it because they want a shortcut to love. You know, it's swipe left, swipe right. It's almost perfunctory, maybe, a platform. It allows for a perfunctory approach. So maybe some of that rudeness and entitlement and that boorish behavior comes with the territory, so to speak. I wonder also if you can share a little bit why you think women seem to enjoy your horror stories of dating more than men. Do you know, that is a, a really interesting point. Every single lady that has read the book has been really positive and that's humble for me. But I think women like to know about other women, right? They like the, oh, I'm not like that, or oh, oh, maybe I should change the way I think. <laughs> guys, are, guys are a little bit more reserved and, and shy to admit their own weaknesses, which is part, partly the reason I wrote the book. Is It was a cathartic exercise, and I wanted to sort of, you know, tell these stories. But I think women like to get into the psychology of, of dating more than guys do. I think you're right. I think you're right. First of all, this book is unputdownable, you know. <laughs> I mean, the awful dates are like accidents that are unfolding in your mind's eye. You want to look away, but the urge to witness, it's just too much, you know. <laughs> and I know that you are a playwright. So I wonder if there's any playwriting that came into your approach to keeping readers interested in this book. Yeah, I mean, I'm an observer of life. So I observe people on a daily basis, you know, how they walk, how they speak, how they react to certain situations and, and you build a, a sort of repository of human characters. So I was trying to be as genuine as possible about painting the picture of the person that I met. Not, not that they're bad people uh, at all, just different. And I was probably not as attractive to them as I thought of them too. So it goes both ways. And the book is a dig at myself as much as it is at the situations I found myself in. Mm. And yeah, immensely interested in the study of people and what makes them tick. And certainly with a play, you know, as you know, the characters are exaggerated in order to hold the audience's attention. So 
some of the writing was, you know, you've got to make it interesting and real to people. And they look at other people and go, yeah, I can see myself in that person or I know somebody that's like that. So I think that was part of the appeal. Okay, so, you know, these people, you weren't trying to put them down. They're just normal. But really, some of the dates, what happens is ridiculous. Other times, I just could not believe that human beings would do this to to other people. This is a family show, PG. But what is the first worst date? Not first date, worst date. And remember, PG, family-friendly show. So, <laughs> worst date. It will be nice, yeah. Do you know, if I look at all of them, and there were more than 16, but this is the 16 that really sort of, you know, struck struck something in me. I think it would be the dinner where the lady was particularly rude, not just to me, but to the staff in this particular establishment. And there's something I can't abide, it's rudeness to people that are trying to wait on you on table or... You know, mm. they're serving you a drink. Mm. And just the lack of respect for fellow humans was just awful to me. While um, out on a date, she couldn't even hold it back for that short period of time that she yeah, was out on a yeah, date. Yeah, <laughs> everything was wrong. You know, it was, and, you know, I bit my tongue so much, you know, I could barely speak at the end of it. But it was, it was just a demonstration of how somebody could be that arrogant and disrespectful to a number of people. So, yeah, so it wasn't anything particularly that she did to me, but to the people around me, it was just, a, you know, if she's like this on a date, can you imagine what she would be like in, in normal social situations was, was my takeaway from it. And that's not somebody I choose to, to be associated with, right? Yeah, absolutely shocking. Shocking level of rudeness, really. Are you still on Tinder? Would you use it to find love? Uh, I'm not. I have found love. Oh, congratulations. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) So out of all of that, I did meet a soulmate. From Tinder? Because of Tinder? No, no, no. Not through through Tinder. Through traditional bumping into somebody... locking eyes and just having that pure chemistry take off and you know that's how it happened so tinder works for many people it didn't work for me but that's not to say people shouldn't try but just be careful you know you've got to look after yourself and not give too much trust too early yeah yeah that's great it's uh, actually my last question for you what have you learned from your time on tinder so be careful and besides that I've become more humble because you recognize that, you know, there are good people and there are people that aren't. And and I've learned that online dating, from a majority point of view, these days doesn't really work. I think go back to, you know, good social settings, get introduced to people, Mm. save yourself meeting people that have, you know, the wrong objective. And, uh, you know, there's many people that have been scammed financially. There's many people that have been hurt. And, you know, avoid it. If you're not up for protecting yourself and being cautious, then I would say stay away from it rather than put yourself in a situation that may be harmful to your character, your feelings, your sensitivity, whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. What an adventure it's been for you. I mean, I cannot think of anything worse than going out on 16 blind dates. But you did. You lived through it. And now you've got a great book to your name. So it's it's hilarious. Thank you for joining us, Mark. My pleasure. Thank you and safe, everybody. And thank you for the opportunity to come on the show. Oh, you're most welcome. And happy Valentine's Day to you and your loved one, Mark Powell there. He's the author of 16 Swipes, No Breakfast, the book I'm reading today. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcast. Podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.